0: south boston it's celtics express where we bring you the latest in the quest for banner 18 it's the prince of the parquet the captain of causeway the governor of green oh wait really he quit okay then here's your host jay corwin All right, all right, all right. Welcome into Celtics Express. I'm apparently your host, Jay Corwin. Glad you made it. We recap the season. Sixers at the Garden hear all about the sound from the players, coaches, and NBA know-it-alls. All you can handle in just about 10 minutes on Celtics Express. Kyrie Irving drops 36 points. The Seas defeat the shorthanded 76ers 108-97 in Boston. The Celtics bouncing back from Monday night's home loss to Detroit with their ninth victory in 11 games, Celtics with a 54-44 lead at halftime behind Kyrie's 20 first-half points in this one. Then it was a back-and-forth third quarter of big runs before the Seas put the game away in the fourth. For me, this was a big game coming in. The Seas playing a 500 ball over the past week since losing to the Heat, breaking that 16-game run. Now the Celtics have won three of four. They get to 19-4 and on the season. Philly did rest star big man Joel Embiid in the second night of a back-to-back for them. Kyrie Irving, a 12 of 21 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, was in control all night. Once again, one of those games where he could have put up 50 if necessary, it looked. Getting to his spots and to the bucket, at will. Coming into the season, one of the big questions was the Celtics' clutch factor after losing Mr. Fourth Quarter IT last year. Kyrie quickly putting those questions to rest. Post-game, Kyrie telling reporters, clutch time ain't no thing. It's the best time to play. It's just ultimate freedom, you know, just to really... Um you know, showcase what you've been working on because you know that you're going to get your team, the team's best shot on the other end and they're going to do things that uh, they probably wanted to adjust to throughout the game. So
1: a lot of the opportunities that were afforded in the first three quarters probably won't be there in the fourth quarter. So you have to
0: make very, very quick decisions in terms of what you want to do with the basketball and where guys need to be on the floor. And when you're playing like that, some guys think a lot quicker than others. And I was just... Fortunate enough that my mind works a lot quicker than other people in the fourth quarter. So it just, you know, it just gets me going a little bit. And, uh, you know, especially when it's a close game, it's just nothing like it. It was Irving's fifth game this season with 30 points or more. The mass man with five of Boston's 12 three pointers. Over the past five games, Irving at 24 points a game, four plus assists while shooting 53% from the field. Al Horford with a strong game, 21 points, eight boards, five dimes. Marcus Morris with 17 points, crucial in the Celtics second half scoring late in the third quarter into the fourth. Morris's ability to break down defenders and hit tough shots continues to impress. I wasn't sure about his offensive fit in Brad Stevens' system, but it's becoming clear his shot selection is improving. He's very versatile, able to hit that. A mid-range jumper also get to the basket. 6 of 11 with those timely buckets. We often hear about a quiet point total from players. His definitely a loud 17, much needed by the Celtics' offense. 5 for 5 from the line for Morris. Free throws have been a team issue early in the season thus far, but 16 of 20 in this one. For you MIT listeners, we have... I don't need to tell you that's 80%. The German Daniel Tice continues to be a huge factor for the Celtics' defense. His length and verticality, along with Aaron Baines, part of that rim protection the Celtics were so lacking last year. Four points, eight boards in 14 minutes for Tice. Boston outscored Philadelphia 44-36 in the paint. It was simple how the Sixers stayed in this one. Three-pointers, shooting 50% from deep, 16-32. The Celtics have guarded well for most of the season from behind the arc. They went 41%, 12 of 29. The Sixers did come in as the top rebounding club in the league. They were plus five in Boston. That number obviously hurt by the loss of Embiid. Meanwhile, Jalen Brown continues to struggle since the passing of his best friend last week. Just two points, three boards in 22 minutes. There were times he looked straight zoned out on the bench as well. Jason Tatum certainly picking up the slack, though another huge game for the Rook who seems unfazed in late-game situations. He had 15, 6 of 11 from the field, 2 of 3 from deep. After the game, Tatum telling ESPN's Jeff Goodman, Boston was the perfect landing spot for him.
1: It's a lot of fun. Um, It's definitely tough, but uh, I think I'm benefiting a lot, you know, playing with these great players and these veterans and guys that, you know, have a winning tradition. And uh, I think that helps me out uh, along the way.
0: Kyrie Irving also took time to speak about the Rook after the game, saying Tatum's showing a lot in this first season. Well, he's doing a great job of just figuring it out every single day. And I mean, he's a high-level player, high-level mind. Uh, he's mature behind his years, beyond his
1: years, so he's always figuring it out on a day-to-day basis. He's a rookie still. He still has a, a long ways to go, but I mean, presently now he's in a further place than most rookies
0: are in this league. The Tatum-Ben Simmons matchup is leading contenders for Rookie of the Year. Undersold going into this one. They didn't guard each other, but an interesting angle. Marcus Smart, who again leads the team in plus-minus at plus-15 in this one, left in the fourth quarter with a pain in his right ankle. He got treatment in the locker room for a sore Achilles. Said afterward, he's feeling much better.
1: It feels pretty good. Like I said, it was just a stinger. Um, I iced it and things like that, so I should be okay.
0: Smart's impact on the game. Tough to quantify, immense in this one with his defensive pressure and versatility. The shot looking better than it did early in the season. Again, just two for six here for five points. He did have eight dimes. The Celtics did come into this game after a full practice Wednesday, the first time they've done that in more than a month. In fact, Thursday night ended a run of 14 consecutive games in which Boston's opponent had the same or more rest, the Celtics 12-2 and two in that stretch. Dario Saric with 18 points and 10 rebounds for the 76ers. To me, one of the most underrated players in the league a middle-class man, Christops Porzingis, if you will. Ben Simmons, 15 points, 7 assists, 6 boards, 5 steals. Clearly very talented, but mostly a playmaker and defender at this point. He just can't shoot, literally dribbles to the middle of the lane and kicks it out every time. Thursday also marked the return to TD Garden of Amir Johnson, who played two seasons in green before signing with the Sixers last summer. He had six points and six boards in 22 minutes as the Sixers fall to 12-9. and nine, That number a bit deceiving. They've played the Celtics twice, Golden State, and Houston twice, as well as Cleveland. As always, we head to the phones for reaction. Teddy, hit us with the goods. Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there. That's Celtics Express Customer Service. Give us your take at 617-807-0013 to be heard on the show. It is the Celtics Express Customer Service line. Give us a call anytime. You can get on the show. We welcome in a friend of the program and season ticket holder, Steve. Thoughts on the game and how important is this win for the Celtics?
1: I think this win is uh, kind of huge. Uh, Philly's one of those up and coming teams, and you know they were without Embiid, and it's important to take care of a team when they're without their star. Uh, we've dodged a couple of bullets with stars this year, but you know you got to take care of business when the star's out.
0: Does that tarnish the game at all for you? No, not really. I mean, I thought that last time they played.
1: I mean, bead was on the court, and I thought Al did a pretty solid job of kind of taking him out of his game. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think he even like tapped out at the end and um, sat out the remainder of the game. Um, you know, he's one of those freaks of nature, but you know, he's like uh, a Florida thunderstorm. You know, he just kind of rumbles in and then rumbles out. Um, he's not consistent with minutes or or health.
0: A fantastic analogy. So we look at the rookies, a big one coming in. Uh, not a very heralded matchup. Of course, they weren't guarding each other. We didn't hear a lot about it nationally. But Ben Simmons versus Jason Tatum, who are you taking? Ben
1: Simmons is kind of a, a freak type player. Uh, that seems to be what Philly's going for. But, uh, you know, Ben Simmons to me is one of those guys that, you know, you can put a, a, a big on, and as long as he can, you know, kind of muffle them up a little bit. Um, He'll be fine. You know, Ben Simmons just can't shoot. And Jason Tatum, he's just polished. I mean, when he came out, I told people that, you know, he's Paul Pierce in two years, but longer. You know, he's just, he doesn't try to do too much. He plays within the offense. He doesn't make mistakes because he doesn't, put himself in a position to do
0: it. Producer Teddy Tuha tells me off the air, you mentioned something about Kyrie's minutes, and I had a similar thought. They seem really low, about 31 minutes a game this season. Not the lowest of his career, but right around that same threshold. Do you want to see that number go up?
1: As a fan, you obviously want to see your best player out there for as many minutes as possible, especially a, a wizard with the ball like, like Kyrie. But, you know, he's one of those guys that I think he's fine being coached, and he's happy to be coached by uh, by a smart coach like Brad. And, you know, I mean, the results speak for themselves. You know, they're not losing games because he's on the bench. Um, You know, I think that, you know, Brad kind of knows that he's got a bit of a a knee history and things like that. If they're going to go anywhere, you know, knock on wood, face the Warriors in the finals, then they're going to need him to uh, have as much left in the tank at the end of the season as possible. I'm not going to question it.
0: So will you be at the Suns game Saturday? Yes, sir. All right, so last game, Devin Booker, we know, torched the guard. He was super impressive. Are you looking forward to seeing him again?
1: Yeah, he actually put 70 on him. He's a good player, but, you know, Stinges has got one of those weird, you know, kind of trying to get to the bottom of the standings, trying to get top picks, grab freak athletes type teams. You know, I I don't think they're a very scary team. Um, I'll actually be intrigued to see how, how Josh Jackson plays, considering he, you know, had all the... Travel issues instead. Of Danny up at a uh, Sacramento workout.
0: We appreciate you coming on the show. Maybe I'll see you a Saturday on Causeway. We can uh, share a cheesecake up at Legends. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Steve. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot. See you later. The Suns invade Boston Saturday afternoon. That's a one o'clock tip as the Celtics continue a five-game homestand. The Suns on a six-game East Coast road trip. They're sitting at eight and fifteen on the season. For Teddy Too Hot, our guest today, Steve, and our legions of fans. I'm your host, Jay Corwin. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. When the loneliness is too much to bear and you need to seize content, find us always on at Celtics Express on Twitter, otgbasketball.com, and everywhere Find podcasts are found. Until next time, see you at the Garden.